Chapter 21 What It Costs Not to Be a Christian People sometimes refuse Christ because of the sacrifice involved. It costs too much, and they are not willing to pay the price. Yes, it does cost something to be a Christian, but it costs far more not to be a Christian. Let us see what it costs to live and die without Christ. 1. Not being a Christian costs the sacrifice of peace. Those who love your law have great peace. Psalm 119 verse 165. The steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace, because he trusts in you. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. This is the portion of the Christian. He has peace with God, the peace of God, and the God of peace besides. The Christless soul knows nothing of this. For there is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Isaiah chapter 57 verse 21. He knows that he is disobeying God, and he is fearful all the time, who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. Besides, he is conscious of an unseen force that is continually working against him. The way of the treacherous is hard. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 15. God makes it hard so that the sinner may weary of it and turn his feet into the path of righteousness. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up her way with thorns, and I will build a wall against her. Hosea chapter 2 verse 6. As surely as all things work together for good to them that love God, so surely does God work against the sinner. The same love that prompts him to send blessings to the righteous leads him to send hindrances and warnings to the sinner. The sinner calls it bad luck, but he suspects that it is something more, even the deliberate purpose of God. A father once said to his son who was determined to obtain more liquor, My son, if you go out of this house tonight, you will have to go over the dead body of your father. Even so, the lost sinner has to fight his way down to hell, resisted it every step by his heavenly father, and finally tramples underfoot the Son of God. Can there be any peace in such a life? 2. Not being a Christian costs the sacrifice of the highest joy. I do not say that the Christless man will have no joy. He may know the joy of health, friendship, and domestic life, and acquire money, power, and fame. But there are nobler joys than these which he loses. He cannot know the joy of sin forgiven, the comfort and companionship of the Holy Spirit, or the joy of becoming like Jesus Christ. It is God's purpose that all His children shall be joyful, full of joy. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. John chapter 15 verse 11 How different the feeling of a Christless soul! A visitor who was calling on the great Bismarck expressed the hope that he might live many days. Bismarck replied, There is only one happy day left for me. It is the one on which I shall not wake up again. Aged friend, how is it that an old man can be so merry and cheerful? asked one man of another. Because I belong to the Lord. Are no others happy at your time of life? No, not one. Then, straightening up, with the glow of hope upon his countenance, he said, Listen, please, to the truth from one who knows. Then tell it everywhere, and no man of threescore and ten can be found to gainsay it. The devil has no happy old men. 3. 
Not being a Christian costs the sacrifice of the highest success in life. Everyone wishes to make the most of himself, but this is impossible unless he yields his life to Christ. God has a plan for every life, and this plan alone assures the highest success. Does not God know what is good for the creature better than the creature himself? It is folly to think that one can live in God's world and achieve success, yet disobey the laws of God. Remember that money, popularity, and power do not constitute success. One may have all these and yet be a consummate failure. The true object of life is to know and do God's will, and the Christless soul misses that completely. 4. Not being a Christian costs the loss of one's soul. Man was made to know God, enjoy Him, and become like Him. This capacity, however, weakens by disuse and may be utterly lost. Charles Lamb claimed that Samuel Taylor Coleridge was the brightest mind that England ever produced. A more modern biographer calls him an archangel slightly damaged. How much his character had deteriorated by holding the truth in suspense may be judged by an inscription he wrote at the age of thirty-five on the flyleaf of a Bible his mother had given him. When I received this volume small, my years were scarcely seventeen. When it was hoped I might be all, which then, alas, I might have been. And now my years are thirty-five, and every mother hopes her lamb, and every other child alive, may never be what now I am. Sin is doing what one wants, rather than what he ought to do. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. This habit of having his own way grows upon the sinner, until even God is unable to change it. Neither entreaties, warnings, nor threats can subdue his stubborn will. Indifference to God is followed by disobedience and defiance, and sometimes the soul curses God to his face. Not only does the capacity to know God and enjoy Him weaken by disuse, but sin eats out every trace of the divine image until there is nothing left but the mark of the beast, nothing but the spirit of Satan to whom the sinner has yielded his life instead of unto God. When all trace of the divine image is gone, there is nothing left for God to love. All he can do is cast it out. Some time ago, a jeweler in New York had a very hard diamond to polish. Usually, the stones are placed on a wheel under a pressure of two or three pounds. This stone was put under a pressure of forty pounds. The wheel was speeded up to twenty-eight thousand revolutions a minute, and the stone was kept on the wheel for a hundred days. At the end of that time, no impression had been made upon the stone. All that had been accomplished was to throw the jeweler into nervous prostration. The revolutions of that wheel were equal to three times around the globe. The jeweler gave up the job in despair and sent it to the historical society as a specimen of a diamond too hard to be polished. Even so, God keeps this world spinning around on its axis not a hundred days, but seventy long years in a vain attempt to conform some souls to His image. Finally, sick at heart, He is compelled to cast them away, saying, Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Hosea chapter 4 verse 17 5. Not being a Christian costs the loss of heaven. 
The penalty of having one's own way here is to be consigned hereafter to a place where everyone has his own way, which is hell. Perhaps that is at least partially what makes it hell. Heaven is a place where no one has his own way, but all delight to do God's will. That is what makes it heaven. The Christless soul has no hope of heaven. Even if he had, he could not enjoy it. Heaven would be hell to one who is not heavenly-minded, to one who does not love Jesus, and who does love sin. The Christless soul must prepare to part forever from all his dear ones who have chosen Christ, his mother who taught him to pray, his faithful wife, his children whose little hands have long been beckoning to woo him home to heaven. When Dwight L. Moody died, he looked up and said, Is this death? If so, it is glorious. Earth is receding. Heaven is opening. God is calling me. Instead of this welcome, the Christless soul will hear the sad words, Depart from me. Yes, it does cost something to be a Christian. It may cost you the sacrifice of some pleasure, companions, or money. But not being a Christian will cost you the loss of peace, joy, and real success. It will cost you the loss of your soul. It will cost you heaven. Are you prepared to pay the price? For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Matthew chapter 16, verse 26.